Hello everyone, quick public service announcement before we start the show. I just want to let you know that I, Rox, have screwed up. I know, I know, it's not easy for me to admit. But here's what went wrong. At about the half hour mark of this episode, the audio is going to cut out because we had to switch to a different medium for our recording. The reason why will become very apparent during the episode. That's pretty much the extent of my mistake. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 320 Club podcast. It's been a long time since we recorded. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken. What's that? Why is it called the 320 Club? (laughs) Because 420 was already taken and happy hour is happening somewhere else. (laughs) We're your hosts. I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rox. And Cognac, you're back with us too. Yeah, you had a very good question. (laughs) Why is it called the 320 Club? I'll let you handle this one, Whiskey. Well, the the criminal code uh, for pot smoking was... 320 or sorry 420 and then we just and we we kept drinking at 320 in the afternoon so we just called it our 320 club podcast that's right (laughs) that's right so so but it's all good we've evolved life has changed drastically for all of us and uh, we keep bashing on some of us are breeding some of us are adopting some of us are sowing stds Who's getting STDs? <laughs> I was picking on. <laughs> I'm picking on cognac living the Levita Loca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today is the seventh of August, and like I said, it's been a long goddamn time since we've hit the record record button. Um, what are we drinking here? What are you guys having? Uh, I got I got uh, our uh, our brewmaster special here. It is uh, remember that cherry tree that you, that you cut down in, the, in your backyard. I do remember that cherry tree. Yeah, I'm drinking your share. So okay, what have you done? You've put you've put the or the bark from that tree in in something to no, brew something. No, what we did what we do is we. Uh, we 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 clean off the st- all the bark off the sticks, okay, and then we put it in big mason jars, and we we brew our own rum. So we what we do is we call um, bulk barn. We get our order sell ourselves some uh, molasses, and we we uh, make rum out of it. Oh shit! So you're making rum now. Yeah, so yeah, uh, the guy who has the big still, he's on his like fifth different batch. I, I feed him ideas and materials, and I got the bottling task right now. Holy shit! So okay, so it's been this is this is a brings up a good question. It's been about two months since we've hit the record button. What else have you been cooking up in Frankenstein's lab over there in Kingston? Uh, well, I've tripled the amount of chickens that I have. I got twenty five chickens, four different Holy species. Holy shit! Are you? Is that legal? I got no. <laughs> twenty five is not divisible by three. Where did you get a third of a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Try to help us all. <laughs> Thank Domino. you for Cognac Domino. bringing the Monty Python humor to the show. <laughs> Dominoes. Um, uh, and anyways, I massive expansion to my garden. Uh, what else have I done? Spent thirty thousand dollars on a furnace to bring myself into the twenty first century. Oh shit! Uh, so you're no longer on the wood stove. Uh, yeah, so they're coming in September to do it. My daughter is uh, requiring some very special medical stuff. So once I secured fun- funding for her, I had a lot of leftover money. So I decided to buy a furnace for thirty grand with a heat- magical heat pump that uh, doesn't use as much energy. Um, hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, finish, finish the wine cellar. Now I'm on... What else am I on? Well, I got to do a lot of design, so I'm taking on some of the engineering work associated with the furnace install, uh, so I can lower my costs. It's just he just business cased his own. <laughs> I am having a 99. What? What's that? What are you drinking? I'm having a 99. I think I explained it to you before. Um, it's a. Uh, squeezed la- squeezed lime with uh, a shot of simple syrup, um, which is basically just water and sugar. And uh, I'm having it's a shot and a half. I do about two shots of Canadian whiskey. You shake it all up in a shaker with some ice, and then you top it off with a little bit of uh, red wine. So I'm using my homebrew red wine to top it off, and it's got like a. It looks like. Um, Oh, it's very tasty. It's it's kind of um, well. It's got that red wine flavor up front, and then it slowly starts turning into uh, like a sour patch kid. It starts. That's the best way I can describe it. It's quite delicious. It's like it's, it's like sangria meets whiskey sour. Yeah, that's what I think. Uh, cognac. You were telling me about that. So I guess Wayne Gretzky. What he did was he took his brand, his ninety nine brand, with his whiskey and his wine. And he just took the same recipe and just applied his brand. Yeah, applied his brand to it. A cocktail. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's delicious. What about you, Cognac? What do you got? Uh, I've got uh, like a Friday night special going on. So because variety is the spice of life, in front of me I've got a 12-year Kirk and Sweeney Dominican rum. I've also got a glass of Courvoisier uh, Cognac. And I have a Lagavulin 16, so I can go between the different flavor profiles that I feel are most appropriate to the moment. I'm probably going to have a Macallan later, so we'll see how the night goes. Yeah, it's been a while. Like, what do you guys, uh, what have you guys been up to? I kind of missed you guys were doing a little bit of small talk before um, before I hopped on the mic, but what's new? Not all at oh. once. <laughs> well, it's, it's handy if you hand over when you, when you do it. What's new, and you hand over to the, a specific person rather than uh, all of us, so we don't all jump in. Yeah, so I'll, I'll work on I'll, that. I'll, I'll defer to Cognac for his latest update on the street. <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, I've been watching. Like I, I watched Trump's interview last week. Oh, wonderful. Which, which was the best reality I've ever seen. Um, I've 
Not not a whole lot. Like like a fair amount of hiking and running and stuff because it's 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 the one month of decent weather we get here. Um, but you know it's still a pandemic, so just kind of bimbling about, doing some working from home, doing some working occasionally from the office. Um, enjoying thoroughly the fact that I can sneer at people in public because I wear a mask on, uh, particularly <laughs> when they complain about said masks. Um, yeah, not a whole lot. Someone hit my car in the parking lot, dented it, and bugged oh, it off. Oh, no. your Tesla? Yeah. So the, the body shop was like, yeah, that'll be, that'll be two grand. I was like, you can get fucked. So I went around and found... Um, um, I don't know what it is in English. It's like debossiaz sans pension, so like dent repair without painting. So they use like a glue kind of thing to get this dent out. I got to take it on Monday and see if it will work. Uh, oh. If not, I guess I have to pay two grand to get the fucking fender restored. That's terrible. Spend the, hey, buddy, just leave it or spend the two grand. Don't do the middle. Don't do the cheap in between. You'll regret no, it. it. Uh, I mean, I've, yeah. Well, I'll probably just end up spending the two grand. Because what happened was, like, I, I, I went, uh, was it the, the Better Get Mako and the shit event? It was fine for the first year. And the second year, it all started flaking off. No, this wouldn't be any painting because there's actually not that much paint damage. It's it's mostly just um, the thing. And Tesla does, like, my car came with a paint repair kit because they are prone to rock chips. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. But, but, the, but the, what happens is, in order to smooth it over, that one spot they have to usually paint it or fill it with something and paint it. There's usually no, 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 no. all they're gonna do. All they're gonna do is pull the dent out. So they they're not entirely sure they can do it because the car is aluminum, not steel, so it doesn't react the same way. But from what I understand, from what the guy told me, he just kind of like they just kind of use a combination of heat and cold get the metal to pop back to its initial form shape. But they're not touching the paint at all. They don't do anything with the paint. Uh, aluminum doesn't behave that way. So. So uh, you have in steel, you, as steel and actual metal, you have plastic deformation. Inside plastic deformation, you have a point where the steel actually gets stronger after it gets hit. Aluminum does not have that. Once aluminum is hit to the point where it's sort of, it's, it's hot. Okay, get to two grand. And honestly, I can show you all the metal to make tell you make your eyes bleed. But once aluminum deforms, throw it in the garbage. Hmm. Interesting. Well, this guy's going to charge me a hundred bucks to, to try. So whatever. Worst case, I still have my appointment at the body shop for the, the full replacement anyway. So worst case, it doesn't work and I'm at an extra hundred dollars, but to satisfy my own curiosity. Not even eh. 10 minutes in and I'm already learning some shit. <laughs> I learned more than I ever wanted to about aluminum. But that, that is interesting that steel, like like steel, and I mean, it, it makes sense that they have different properties. That is quite interesting. Yeah, so steel is pretty cool. It's a very cool material. Um, what is awesome? Like, what is really awesome? So I used to ask my dad all the time. We'd drive past these like bridges that were kind of we kind of shift. And my dad would. I was like, Dad, are you worried about that bridge? She goes like, Nope, it's made of wood. Yeah, it's made to flex. Yeah. We 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 drive by the steel bridge. She'd be like, "Yeah, uh, that one's good." Drive by anything with aluminum? Nope, not doing it. I'm going around, and I didn't learn until I did uh, a very some some very technical metallurgical courses where I, I understood like the strength 
versus uh, strength versus low profile changes with the type of material. And you would think that, uh, you know, metal is metal. It actually is not. No. And that's why they spend, spend so much time trying to alloy stuff to aluminum. Like titanium alloy is like aluminum with titanium in it to give it the flexibility, but it doesn't have the durability of steel. So we add some nickel and other stuff to it. Like steel itself is an alloy, um, but iron has this miraculous, these miraculous properties where if you bend it, it gets stronger. Like what the fuck over? Um, yeah, I know like, so, the Eiffel Tower, like the Eiffel Tower expands by, I think it's like two meters, depending on what side of it's in the sunlight. And it just kind of like flexes and moves. Why it kind of creaks, but like it, it's made to do that. No shit. Yeah. Most earthquake buildings are. And, huh. and, and that that's why and and that's why like when you when you start looking at um, fasteners, fasteners should be a similar material to what you're fastening. Uh, if there's yeah, extreme 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 um, expansion and contraction, but you can also and the second piece between certain types of metals if you're not careful. Oh, to, yeah, totally like copper and uh, aluminum. Yeah. Um, but then you start looking at like steel and concrete, like the basis of our world. Like concrete is is awesome in compression, and st- steel is awesome in tension. And you put the two together, like you embed rebar into concrete, and you have these this almost infinite number of functions that we can do that builds our world. is it, it, is fascinating. So. Um, Long story short is 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 that if aluminum bends, it's garbage. It's called, but not garbage. It's in recycle it because it's one hundred percent recyclable. Well, and that leads into leads into a tariff conversation. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's um, um, aluminum is a very valuable commodity. It's actually one of the only things that truly, truly makes sense to recycle um, as a commodity. I'm not saying don't recycle, do, because otherwise you just pay for extra garbage bags for no reason. But yeah, aluminum cans are certainly a commodity. I also do just want to like, before we go on, and Rox, I know you had something you wanted to say. I just want to go back to the fact that Whiskey has talked about tripling his chickens and getting molasses and bruises on beer and is a very independent individual, but has also mentioned that he took metallurgic courses so i feel like we're actually talking to either a keanu reeves style immortal who used to be like a blacksmith in 14th century or you know (laughs) i am not please finish your thought (laughs) finish your thought please any more hop not allowed to get any more hobbies no <laughs> have you been told that <laughs> by your supervisor <laughs> no when you walk in at the, at the when you walk in because the mosquitoes are so bad uh and your wife's looking at you for kind of funny it's time to give up some things <laughs> yeah no that's fair that's fair <laughs> i was gonna say like i remember seeing a video oh go ahead can you shoe a horse? <clears throat> I mean, in theory. I, I don't have a horse. I go horse riding on fr- on Saturday mornings, but no, it's not my. my I'm not a fur. What? Why do you go horse riding on Saturday mornings? Is it to help practice your falconry? <laughs> 
What? <laughs> you know what? Like way more horsepower. No, you don't. You don't understand, cognac. You don't understand. Okay, why would he go and shoe a horse when he can change a tire? <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's almost any car you buy now is going to have at least 50 horse, 35 if you buy a lot of, but at least 50 horsepower, which means it's 50 times as good as a horse and doesn't get spooked by a bird coming out of the woods. The only problem is that it yeah. um, it relies yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Oh, it relies oh, on fossil fuels oh, to oh, run. Hold on. Just don't. Don't be knocking hay burners, okay? Don't be knocking hay burners. <laughs> <laughs> the only problem, <laughs> problem is that it relies on speechless. Speechless. Well, it's, no, it's, whiskey, whiskey <laughs> has to ride a horse because he can grow hay and breed horses, but he can't make his own fuel. Yeah, I can. What do you yeah, think? I'm drink? sure he totally could. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? I like uh, French fry grease burning cars. That's what you got to do. What do you think I'm? Uh, Hopefully not gasoline. Yeah, but engines alcohol, my friend. Run engines, running alcohol. Certain engines. Be very careful with that. (laughs) Well, I can also build a hand crank that powers yours. Oh, we can hook your treadmill up to my Tesla charger. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, you still got to yeah. sort out that dent first, though. Speaking of which, uh, I saw a video. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I saw a video not long ago. Like, w- w- there's something about, um, I think, dude was pouring hot boiling water on his car to sort out a dent and then all of a sudden I guess the the I guess it was a plastic or the aluminum or whatever in the in the in the car just started expanding and then it popped back out and dent be gone. Yep. That was a that was a GM Saturn with plastic panels. You can use dry ice as well. Uh, depending on the car. Like you could if you can get a hold of dry ice. I don't know where you would get it. Um whiskey probably makes it but you could you could get like if you get dry ice and then boiling water, sometimes the contraction and then immediate expansion will make it return to its initial shape. But it's that will almost inevitably crack the paint on it because you've frozen the paint and then rapidly um, move the metal. But moving moving the eroticisms aside, like the expansion, the correct contraction, um, the what you're referring to there, uh, uh, rocks was the Saturn panels were plastic. Right. So if you yeah. heat them a little bit, you got you you can get a plastic deformation, and what plastic deformation really means is that it has memory. Okay, so plastic like the, the the term plastic deformation means is it, it when it moves and it bends and it flexes and it actually has the memory to return to the original spot. So most cars, if you push on them, uh, they'll you they'll you hear a clink and then it. As you let go, it clink back. That's plastic deformation. Is that like or um, memory really foam or mem- memory fabrics or whatever? Like you see in Batman when he's like it, putting air currents ex- under it. Exactly. And if you watch any of the Umbrella uh, <laughs> series, it's it's the gorilla dudes like muscles. Uh, Luther's muscles are all plastic because when when the when. Uh, when anyone grabs him, his muscles actually deform and deflate. It's pretty funny. Okay, let's, anyways, take, let's take a step uh, back here. Let's take, 
<laughs> Wait, are you talking about Umbrella? Are you talking about Umbrella Academy? <laughs> Just so our oh, listeners totally. know what it, what you're talking oh, I, about. I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, I heard Umbrella it's really Academy. good. What the hell is wrong with you? But anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> no, but plastic deformation. So when you get a dent, what happened is the impact was so much that it exceeded the the. The, the force profile of the material hmm. and the it, it pushed it past plastic deformation into that region of, of deformation but that again that's where these these uh steel actually rains uh, better cool yeah the, the, the other thing so there is one so saturn's used to be plastic panels and went out of business for obvious reasons there is another um, what's really cool, uh, rocks about, uh, smart cars, literally the only thing that's cool about them is that all their, all their body panels are, are plastic as well, but they're like, they're, um, they're completely full plastic. So if you scratch a smart car, yes, you'll see like, it's not necessarily, like, it's not necessarily the same. It's not as flat, but that plastic is the same color all the way through. So if you got a dent like that on a, on a smart car, you could use what you're talking about with the boiling water to possibly pop it back out. Um, and you wouldn't notice any, from a distance, you wouldn't notice any um, visible marks because the plastic is the same color all the way through. You would, from a distance, notice that it's a smart car, and therefore the dent probably wasn't hurting your chances of getting laid. But um, <laughs> hey, I'm that's what the problem is. As a Mercedes, you're talking about. But your, your logic is still flawed because, I mean, nothing, nothing is going to just dent a smart car. It's going to run it right over. Because that's how those things work. <laughs> Fair enough. It's like a feat. I know there was a piece in, uh, there, there was like a rash in uh, in London years ago when the smart cars first came out. So we're talking now early to mid two thousands. There was like a, they had to send extra police around because it was a rash of people um, picking up smart cars that were parked on the road. And I did this with friends. You could pick them up with about ten to twelve guys, and they would then dump them into the Thames River. No way. That's hilarious. Wow. See, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, what guys would do is they would pick up the front of your car and wheelbarrow it onto the front school front lawn. Yeah, because, yeah, well, yeah, because if the, um, no, you had to pick up the rear because the parking brake would have been on the rear wheels. Uh, is the rear wheels or front wheels? Parking brake and a manual cars on the rear wheels, so you pick up the back end and you'd push it because there's nothing keeping those front wheels from moving. Yeah, so I just put the parking brake on and put it in park, and then they left my car alone. So yeah, because I think uh, I think an automatic. I think most automatics the parking brake engages the brake on all four wheels. I'm not certain. I honestly never I had that problem because I rode a bus everywhere, or I walked. Because you live in. Toronto. No, I live in Oshawa, or I used to live in Oshawa. Yeah, come yeah. on now. With the steady on, Oshawa is not Toronto. That's right. It's like the polar opposite. It's, it, it's GTA, buddy. It's like it's where after Coburg, when the three lanes open up. <laughs> Oshawa is GTA the same. Oshawa is GTA the same way the last kid that gets picked in gym class is on your baseball team. <laughs> 
What are you thinking about rocks? I gotta think about that for a minute. <laughs> Let's unpack your hatred for rocks. <laughs> no, he doesn't hate me. He wouldn't be here. The movie will end for what? What's going on here? Why? We just lost connectivity to to uh, to cognac. <laughs> is he out? Oh boy! No, I'm here. Oh, okay. It's weird. I, no, a window just popped up on our. No, 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 no. Fucking calm down, Jesus. <laughs> oh boy! No, a window popped up saying the meeting will end in like five minutes. It's like what? What's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. Are you using free WebEx because the free version only lets you do meetings for like a certain period of time? Well, that can't be true because we recorded a full like hour with Dr. Green last time we used WebEx. So I don't understand. Did you talk to my agent? Did I talk to your agent? You have an agent now? Did you read my writer? <laughs> we're, in biz- oh, we're in business together and you have an agent now? <laughs> When was I going to find out about this from your lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, it hurts. It hurts. It's been a while since we've talked. You laugh really easily tonight. (laughs) Oh man, I'm drinking homebrew. This is going to get worse. (laughs) This is going to be quite. It's going to be one of those. (laughs) This is. All right, all right, folks, we're off. We're off to the races. Let's get into the serious talk now. <laughs> yeah, we've got a limited window here. We got about twenty-five minutes before whiskey's out. I think so. I think you're right. Um, no, where, where do we begin? You were talking about masks earlier. Um, what do you think about all this mask stuff, uh, cognac? I think it's not a big deal, and you should probably wear one. I, I think if you knew the amount of, it, I think if you knew the amount of. Did you know that if you ride the tube in London, so the London Underground, uh, if you ride the tube for seven stops, it's the equivalent of smoking one cigarette because of all the iron oxide from the filings coming off the rails? Like, yeah, but nobody masks, cares about that. Yeah, but masks, like, if you actually did air quality in anywhere that plebs normally are, like buses and stuff, you would probably probably want to wear a mask all the time anyway. Like, wearing a mask on a plane is probably not the worst idea. You, At all time. I, I don't think you know very much about people. Um, I'm going to let, let me. Do, have you ever seen Arrested Development? Around, they breed other little mini people that run around and make noise. Have you ever seen Arrested Development? No. You remember? Okay. So there's a there's an episode in there where um, one of the characters is explaining how much of a how much of a. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? She's uh, she's very much uh, uh, an animal enthusiast. Let's put it that way. Like she's all about animals, and and she's trying to explain all the different fundraisers fundraisers that she's been a part of. And then one of the other characters points out to her, "It's like you're wearing ostrich boots." And then she says, "Well, I don't like ostriches. That's kind of what people are like. They they'll go through. They'll they'll." criticize the person who sits around smoking like a chimney but then they'll go through like you say five different stops on the tube try to get home on a daily basis like that's what people are like they're so clearly ignorant to shit like that that it's unfathomable 
I think if you okay, I think if you complain about wearing a mask, you're an ass. And the reason is the mask isn't about you; it's about everyone else. I agree. I like. I, I'm not. I don't disagree with you. And I am an incredibly selfish person. I wear a mask. Yeah. No, I wear a mask because, um, first of all, I have a huge amount of fear for social. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, for people to have game of pass. What are you saying? Pass the next two. Okay. I'm going to lose my point before I continue on. So, Whiskey, you take the torch. <laughs> well, I all I have to say is keep your own spit in your own mouth. Never. That's what Matt Bender's for. Well, well, essentially, look at the, the mask design of these, these masks aren't actually to protect the user in the same sense. So as a... Because it... You have to understand the evolution of what the discussion was. One is to protect the individual. Fuck off. <laughs> one was to, one was a double T-shirt design. And there's the audio cutting out. As the great Bob Ross would say, these aren't mistakes. They're happy little accidents. Enjoy the rest of the episode. All right. Ah, so mad. You just fell victim to classic marketing. How many times has Whiskey tried to warn you about these things? Well, no. It's I wasn't told about this. Like a month until everybody became entirely reliant on it. And they're like, guess what? Fuckers, pay us now. Okay. So just so our listeners know what's going on, um, we were kicked out. So we're using a new program instead of Skype. So you'll notice that the quality of the sound has probably gone down. We were using a new program. <laughs> we were. We were using a new program. We're trying. I was trying it out because I wanted to see if I could increase the quality, at least on my end of the recording. Um, and then, you know, the rest of them, screw them. Anyway, the whole point was uh, I wanted to try a new program out. And uh, we did it with Dr. Green last time. And it worked out great. And you'll hear it well if you haven't already listened to it by now because i should be releasing it before this episode anyway the whole point is is that uh, apparently there's a time limit to the amount of time that you can spend on a uh video conference or teleconference on that program it's called webex cisco webex and you were explaining cognac what, what like that there used to be an unlimited time it was only because the pandemic was on no, okay, but the so pandemic is still on Cisco WebEx almost always allowed you to have thirty or allowed you to have thirty minute meetings um, without paying for Cisco WebEx, like uh, on the free mode of it. Uh, and during a month or maybe two, they announced it was just, Zoom did the same thing. They were like, "Hey, you don't have to pay. Your meetings won't expire. Um, you know, stand together. It's a pandemic." But then, um, you know, their goal was met. And I mean, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say this uh, in a um, as if they were being malevolent. I completely agree with this business decision of theirs. Is they became such an essential part of so many, uh, particularly small businesses, functioning that then when they turned around and said, "All right, dickheads, uh, it's time to pay, or the free bit goes away," um, a lot of people paid. So they they created the requirement and the demand, um, and they did it by. Uh, firstly, providing something free, not profiting when nobody had any money, 
But then once businesses were created demand normal, they were like, all right, guys, I know that like a lot of you are still going to be trying to stay at home as much as possible, but now you're going to have to start paying us because we have shareholders too. So I, I mean, it was a great, great business decision. Sneaky fucking business people. Why do you hate capitalism so much? Why, why <laughs> okay. I'm so glad you asked that question. Why are you such a communist all the Because time? I have been waiting for this argument for a long time. Long time. <laughs> should, should it wait for whiskey to get back? It and should then- totally wait because I know you two are going to team up on me and I, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> You're ready. You've got all your arguments. No, I don't have any arguments. I just I'm prepared to defend. I have it. emotion, vitriol and hate. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> uh, well, actually. No, I'll wait till whiskey gets back because he's still. What is he doing? He's closing the releasing chickens or his something. Chi- closing. closing. Oh, he's gathering his chickens. His now twenty-five chickens. What did What did he re- say in the chat? He said he tripled the amount of chickens he had and now has twenty-five. And I still don't understand how that happened. Yeah, visible by three. But no, he said he was closing his chickens. Yeah, he said, just send another meeting while I close the chickens. And, and we're I like, asked, <laughs> I asked him whether or not he was dabbling in surgery. And then he said, coup, to which I said, who are we overthrowing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Welcome. Yeah. Fuck. What a funny guy. My goodness. He's different. But we love him. All so the Leafs are doing super well right now. <laughs> Here, here's a question for you. How weird is it to look at a sporting event of any kind without the Coliseum, without the the, the fans in the stands? The live crowd? Yeah. I wouldn't know because I haven't been watching. This season doesn't count, so I don't care. Oh, come on. You're not I, watching not- anything? I guess you're too busy, uh, but... So I've been watching Formula One, which is okay. back on track. Uh, I've been watching... Um, so I'm a big racing fan. So Blancpain is back on track, GT3 racing. Uh, Rally and Rally Cross are back on track. So I've been watching that. The W Series, which is like a Formula 3 series for all women in Europe, is weirdly doing... So this is... Okay, this is a good topic. So they're doing... This year they decided to switch to an all-esports league. So they use a program called iRacing, which is a racing simulator... Uh, and they broadcast and everything, but all their stuff is is um, is via this essentially this video game, this simulator. Um, I think it was a good call on their part because they kind of leaned in early in the pandemic. They didn't the, the league; it's only in its second year, so they didn't have the weight to throw around that Formula One did to kind of force all these cities to open up again and let them do their events. Um, so there's a Formula One, and now there's a Formula Three. There's always been Formula Three. I had no the idea. There's Formula Three. Like they, these drivers come from, you know, they don't just start in Formula One cars. Um, but it's just a style of car. So they're open. Oh, so that's cars. a tiered system. So like Formula yeah. Three is like a lower tier than yes. Formula One. Formula One is the pinnacle. Yes. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. So the W Series League isn't a Formula Three league, but they use a Formula Three style car. Right. Um, to any layman, it would look like a Formula One car. It's just significantly less powerful and, and various other differences that are extremely technical as all things in racing are. Um, but it, yeah, so they're, they're doing it all by eSport this year, which was a good call because they could commit to the, the year's league without 
having to worry about um, uh, not being able to travel and get drivers and crews together and stuff. The drivers are are one concern. They're alone in their car for the most time. It's more the crews that are the problem. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally I I understand that because I've been watching the Disney Pixar Cars film a lot lately because of my son. <laughs> well, if, you, if you're interested in all in, in Formula Three and Formula One, have you seen Rush with uh, Chris Hemsworth? No, but I've actually been very interested in wanting to watch it. And the other one that came out a couple years back or a year back with uh, Christian Bale and who Ford else v. was Ferrari. it? Yeah. Yes, Ford v Ferrari. I have actually. I'm very interested in watching that so, one. So Rush, Rush uh, displays like a more of an individual rivalry between two drivers in the 1976 season: James Hunt and Nicky Lauda. Okay. Uh, um, uh, James Hunt played by Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And um, uh, Ford v Ferrari is more of a corporate thing. So the background to that yeah. was in the 60s, Ferrari was bankrupt. Ford was going to buy them. Um, they went all the way to Italy. They'd set up this big multi-million dollar deal. And then, um, you know, it, it uh, essentially Enzo Ferrari walked out of the meeting because Ford was going to seize control of the motorsport division of Ferrari. And, and then so Henry Ford II lost his mind and said, build me a car that will win the 24 hours of Le Mans. And that's where we get the Ford GT40 from. But this film yeah. is the, the, the development of that car. So they went to a man named Carroll Shelby who – People who are any fans of Fords will know from like Shelby Mustangs and stuff. Yep, Shelby yep, yep. Uh, they went to him and uh, actually uh, uh, the driver, Ken Miles, was a brummy uh, tank commander from the Second World War, but he was living in L.A. Now he was out of England. So that's who Christian Bale plays. That's quite a that's quite a story. Um, is, yeah. Whiskey's back. Whiskey's back. The chickens are closed. Did you start? Did you sort out the coup? Did you? <laughs> Did you did you quiet the peasants? <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, my wife's calling me from outside. You did close the chickens. <laughs> no, one got loose. The coup was on it was successful apparently. Ah. <laughs> uh. One of the chickens was attacking the other chickens, so my wife was giving me an APB. What? She went up for a smoke. <laughs> my wife was went up for a smoke, so she gave me an APB. But one chicken was attacking another chicken. Bastardos. They they do that even when they're women. It's more vicious when they're women. Women. Just like human women. Oh. Exactly. So. Yeah, the world is, the world is, the world's a very cruel place. I think the world's a very rational place. I don't think it's cruel nor kind. It just is. Ha! Hold on. Uh, I just walked into that one. What are we talking about? That the world is just a rational place. It's neither cruel nor kind. It just is. Like, are you talking about the world or are you talking about the people in it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're all perfect. Hey, guys, i got to go for reinforcements. I'll be right back. Oh, the, the underwear 22. <laughs> I was going to say a bad joke, like all cluck lives matter. <laughs> 
<laughs> bad joke. Bad joke. Mm, yes. Poultry lives matter. That's right. Poultry lives matter? Poultry. All right. I am having a McAllen 12 double cask. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate. I'm just, right now, I'm thinking that Whiskey's out there in his underwear waving a gun around again. <laughs> Going after raccoons. The rakins and the coyotes. <laughs> Fuck. Man. What's up? The chicken is fine. The chicken is <laughs> Was it one of the full ones or your third chicken? <laughs> the runt. The stunted one with the gimpy leg. Did it involve you waving a 22 nope. coyotes in your underwear again? Oh, listen, listen, man. Don't, don't, don't neglect the underwear part. It's liberating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know it is. That's why I don't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you visit your neighbors, it can not be a problem. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so the chicken's fine. We have, we have some rare breeds. Um, even some breeds are so unique that they're not even recognized by certain countries like us and the uk but so anyways um my wife was just panicking because i got stuck in a grate because there's a, a kennel inside the inside the coop where we where we allow them to um to give them some some so a safe haven for them to go into uh away from the bigger chickens because uh rhode island red is a particular breed and they're vicious um and I, are they like dinosaurs? No, they're chickens. Oh. They're your food. The only time they're dinosaurs is when they're in dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. <laughs> the bottom of the goddamn food chain, and the only reason they exist is because we eat them, so we keep them around. <laughs> you keep thinking that, but if you pass out in a group of chickens, don't expect to live through it. Yeah, that's not my idea of a good time, bro. I did. Okay, so when I was a kid, here's my one experience with chickens. When I was a kid, <laughs> I did. Because remember, remember in high school, Rocks, and. Because when you're a kid, you're so wise, right? No, no, I was like 15. But remember in high school, we had to do. No, you don't understand whiskey. Um, Cognac has never been wrong, right? So, like, he. Or, was, sorry, he's been wrong like three times, and he, he never yeah, really once got when over I was it. three and twice on this very podcast. Um, <laughs> but remember when. Uh, like in high school, like Homer. in high school rocks. Remember, we had to do the forty hours of community service thing. I do remember that. So I had to like, well, I got I got shoehorned into volunteering at like um, like with like a farmer basically that was old. So like I would help him fix like his stupid cedar horse fences and and feed fucking animals and shit. So I'd have to go get the straw or hay or whatever the hell horses eat and like in the barn. Um, and there was this God one us all. there was this one rooster who was like a, a total ass and he would always like ambush me from around the doors or whatever and he scared the ever living bejesus out of me but one day he like he came like way too close for his own good and I hoofed him across the barn and ever since then he didn't attack me anymore he learned his place he learned his place yeah, yeah it's the law of the jungle right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> or on the so farm. You, so, you so I know chickens horse. can try to be vicious whiskey, 
but they weigh approximately what four pounds for a good eaten chicken and and yeah, bring it wow so let's unpack this because there's a lot oh god one is horses don't eat straw they shit on straw okay number two is chickens can weigh a lot more than four pounds and number three yes but if you look at that what killed off anything over four pounds it died so there are roles in the dinosaurs it, there's some really interesting size off chicken feathers and all the other things but <clears throat> it's yeah it's, but they're like those shitty dinosaurs that ate the german dude in the second jurassic park <laughs> You know what, Cognac? I'm feeling pretty good about my odds right now for being able to defend myself against you two. Ooh, it seems whiskey. that whiskey is whiskey has drank <laughs> his liquid oh, no, kryptonite. He, he's that gurgly <laughs> voice whiskey, which is when when he when he's getting a little um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 lost hey, in I'm the sauce. A snack. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, whiskey, Just turn off your mic snack. if you're gonna have snacks. No, but whiskey. We have a we have a thing we have to do, and this is now like we're we're gonna cease our normal comic value sniping at each other, and we're gonna have to ally because I was explaining earlier to Rocks why his WebEx meeting cut out short is because um, I, I'm gonna summarize here, but uh, Zoom and and Cisco and a number of other companies with the pandemic allowed uh, they always had like a free thirty minute meeting or call option, but they allowed unlimited ones for the first bit of the pandemic because everyone was broke. But now that most places have started reopening and most businesses have been going back, although people are still telecommuting, they've said, all right, dickheads, you have to pay us now because, of course, they did. They have shareholders and stuff. And it was a massively good marketing move because they created a dependence on themselves. And then now they're charging for it, uh, to which uh, rocks immediately started complaining because he hates capitalism and is a communist. Right. Yeah. Let's let's go down that slippery slope. There's also a husband joke in here. Where it all comes about coming up short. What? Coming up short. Uh, okay. Her wives complain about their husbands about coming up short. Wow, you've been married this long. I need. I need. A, I need like advice. a. I need I've like a cricket. I need like a cricket soundbite here. That's that's what I need. Oh, listen, cognac has never been <laughs> cognac has never been married. So let's say coming up short. Let's say it's not long enough or not long enough. And oh, you're making enough. dick jokes. Oh, I get I, it. OK. Or they may be it may be a stamina joke. Who, it, who first the, 30 minutes. Listen, 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 listen. You may think that I am drunk, but you know what? I'd rather be drunk than slow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a Friday. It is a Friday. It's Friday, man. <laughs> so I want to see how you made that logical leap. I just, I'm curious. Yeah, I, I believe it had to do with the 30 minute uh, limited time frame. <coughs> Although I'm going to say if, if Whiskey's wife is getting a consistent 30 minutes out of Whiskey, uh, she's a lucky girl. Yes, she is. I, I got like shit to do. Girl. Like you got maybe after 10 minutes, I get real sweaty. So like, Probably a little bit less than that because I got things to do. Yeah. 
You want to you want to be over two minutes and probably under ten. That's that seems to be a good rule of thumb. Unless she ever makes the mistake of saying, wow. "Let's have a and quick." Your wife lets you reproduce. <laughs> well, oh boy, not anymore. Unless she makes the mistake of saying, <laughs> "Let's have a quickie," in which case, you know, thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, we have to defend we have to defend capitalism because Rox has been saving and preparing for his big communist anti-capitalist rant. Yeah, okay. So let's misattribute everything to me. Let's just keep doing that because that's fun. Um <laughs> <laughs> and buying what I'm selling, that's capitalism, bro. Get no, no, that's not how okay. <laughs> okay. Let me let me settle the score here because we're getting a little carried away. You two have accused me of being a closet Marxist. I vehemently disagree with the both of you. I have never called you a closet Marxist. I've called you a Marxist. Okay, fine. Fine. We call, let's we call not, you closet other, other let's, things. <laughs> let's not mince words then. You have accused me of being a Marxist. First of all, I don't like that. I actually really don't like that. That bothered me for months now. You don't understand how much that's bothered me. It fucking <laughs> it's infuriating. <laughs> grip hug. Grip hug. First mistake of male friends letting us know something bothers in you. The, in the words of the great uh what's his name? Sebastian, he's a Italian stand-up comedian. You bother me. <laughs> um I okay, so here's my thing. I am not anti-capitalist. When I complain about something like WebEx putting a paywall, it's like, well, I wish I had known about that. Otherwise, I, you know, I probably would have paid for it. I don't care that they used a marketing ploy to get me to buy into something. Okay, fine. Fair game. It is. It is a fair game. What I don't like, I don't like people who tell lies to themselves and lies to others to further their agendas. I just don't like lying. That's my that? thing. What? Did WebEx no. that? No, Did no. No, no. That That's inconsequential. I don't care about that. I will probably end up paying for WebEx because it means better quality output from the recording of the podcast because I noticed a significant difference in the recording quality the last time we did it. And then I like that. Yeah, so I am, I'm willing. Basis economy, yeah. Absolutely. If they are going to charge me for it, I'm willing to pay for it. So well, be it. Did, That's did the way it works. To, did you time us to whiskey's drinking problem? What? Did you? The okay. Two things, two don't, things. Lose, don't lose your train of thought, Rocks. Carry on. Don't. Two things. Okay. <laughs> okay. You need to drink water. <laughs> And I don't know where else you were going with that. What I don't like, I don't like, I don't like institutional lies. That's what I don't like. I would, you know, I would prefer, it's okay if an individual lies, you know, if a, if a person lies, you know, they'll eventually be found out. But when a collection of people lie, like a conglomerate people or or people who belong to a corporation and a corporation lies 
I don't like that. That's what I don't like. That's my critique of capitalism. When organizations and corporations can leverage politics to create favorable playing fields for themselves, that's what I don't like. Yeah, but nobody's I'm lying. all for You're actual not- capitalism, but what we're seeing now is not fucking capitalism. When yes, banks okay. and corporations rocks, 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 are bailed in... Stop! 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 No, no, because you're 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 ranting now, and you're and you're gonna you're gonna end up going counter to your own point. No, they're not lying. They're being they're being at worst they're being willfully deceptive. But if you dig in and read the terms and conditions of everything, they're telling you exactly what's going to happen. Of course they are. Otherwise they get sued in a heart. No, but that's different. Like okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. And I mean, okay, listen, whoa. let me finish. Let me finish. That's different you were, you were in, in the same way. No, no, no. Let me finish because it'll distort the recording. The It's different only because, as Whiskey would tell you, literacy is important and I don't like to read. So I'm willfully admitting. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm willfully, willfully admitting my own ignorance. I'm willfully – I'm that type of person who will scroll to the bottom of the fucking Apple iTunes agreement just so I can get the update. Like I am that type of person, and I, I, will, I will actually – I will admit that, right? That's not, that's not lying to me. That's not what I'm talking about when I see corporations lying. What I'm talking about is when we have things like lobbying of government to be able to create favorable situations – that are not favorable to other people, people who don't have the same level of opportunity, the same resources, the same opportunity to be able to do that. That's what I okay. care about. One, one, one real quick point before Whiskey unpacks, because that's his whole thing. Uh, lobbying is a very specific thing, and I'm sure he's going to get into that. Um, in Quebec City here, we actually have a, at the Musée de Civilisation, there's uh, an exposition about um, basically data mining and and social media right now, and they do show and and I and I will admit they do show that if you read the entire um, <clears throat> if you read the entire terms and conditions of like the latest Apple update, it would take you something like 1.3 hours. Like they print it out in length, so it's not scrolled. They print it out on a screen, and you can read it all. Um, and there and there's it, it's it's you know a lot about what's being done with your data. And a lot of it's in legalese. So when I said earlier they're not lying, they're being willfully deceptive. They're obviously hiding things behind legalese, but they do have to tell you what things are. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like it's like I said about Cisco WebEx. You oh, oh shame, you have to pay for a service now. Nothing in the world is free. These companies need to make money from something, right? They have shareholders that they're responsible to, or even just their own servers to maintain, or whatever. So um, you know, if you're one of those people that have, um, like your robot servant, what the hell is it called? Um, Alexa or Google home or whatever, congratulations. Everything you've ever said has been, you know, um, recorded, uh, and is being used to target ads to you because that's how they make money by selling that information. Are you um, reading you, our if chat? You, if you, um, if you, um, no, I don't. I don't have the chat open. It's just bing, bing, binging all the time. It's uh, like you're talking and whiskey is doing the narration via chat. It's like he's doing the subtitles. <laughs> okay, you two uh, are saying the exact same thing. But if you, <laughs> if you, um, 
If you, Rubber uh, baby buggy bumpers. That's hilarious. Do some, okay. Uh, Keep no, going. No, he is what, having a stroke, probably. What what I'm getting at is, um, you know, nothing's free. Everything costs something, and you've agreed to the selling of that information, whether it be to you know Amazon thinking the fact that I needed a dehumidifier once was an inaugural move in a lifetime hobby of collecting dehumidifiers, or um, uh, fucking what's what's that scourge on humanity? The stupid videos, new Vine, TikTok, uh, selling all your shit to China, like it. it <laughs> You got to read. I mean, I don't read terms and conditions either, but I don't have TikTok. I, I look at where things come from anyway. Uh, it's kind of a weird situation that I'm perfectly happy for American corporations to have my information because I understand that that's part and parcel of doing business. But, um, you know, I, I don't I, I don't um, I don't expect anything for free. And I'm never shocked when a company uses something to make money off of it. Whiskey's got something to say. No, cognac's pretty well. Cognac, click on the chat button. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Holy hell. Did you write an essay in yeah. single sentence thoughts? Well, it was all the things you fucking just okay. talked about. Okay, hang on. I'm gonna read this out. for you. I'm gonna Talk. read this out because I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this out. TikTok three exclamation points. Lie is a strong word. Can you guys see this during his monologue? Question mark. <laughs> monorail all caps. So monorail. Uh, like the Simpsons. The mold crap. Four dots. <laughs> let's unpack. Lobbying. Toss. Contracting rules. Terms of service. Toss, toss means terms, terms of, of service. Yes. I'm aware terms of what of it means. <laughs> Information protection. Privacy, nothing is free. Amazon and Google are watching you. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Rocks need psychiatry. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Killing me. Four dots. Now everyone's all caught up and we're on the same page. <sighs> Go ahead, whiskey. Rocks. <laughs> well, Junior rant. Like just before you mentioned all those things, I actually typed it out. Hmm. Okay, if we actually live in a war. truly okay, I got a question for you guys. I got a question. I want to put it to you guys. If we live, did you just hand the mic to me? Well, did you just hand the mic to me. You I said, said that. I, you said cognac got, was ready to go. Off. Then go, go, say your bet. <laughs> so let's not go to war. It's just not fun. Um, honestly, like what you need to understand is uh, it's. Rocks is like my security brief. Uh, nothing is free. So when you look at how people generate revenue from what you do, uh, you're looking up to, to, to try and trick you, try and incite you, trying to get you to give up value. Okay? Then they take that value, whether it's commoditized at that point or not, and then they trade it for something. So Google doesn't... The, the search engine is not free. They look to pre present you options, some of which are commercial value, some of which are not. Um, with that, you, you need to take that, that piece and say, what am I giving up to achieve this particular aim? And anytime you make a decision, what am I prepared to give up to achieve this? And 
it, it, it transcends from the individual all the way up to the, in, to the corporation. The, the concept of money is based on this. Money is based up. what am I prepared to give up in terms of cash to achieve a particular outcome? Whether it's efficiency, I'm going to get somebody else to do it for me, two, a particular product, or three, I don't want to deal with the problem anymore. I give you money, the problem goes away. So that's that piece. When, go, when you transcend this into security and personal information, what am I prepared to sell myself, prostitute myself, in order for someone else to capitalize again so I can get either ease or comfort? Um, and contracting rules are like that. So what's really interesting was when you pair those whole paradigms with human habit. You say, what are the, and you draw this particular line, and, and you and I discuss all the time, what is that dividing line between what is happening and the human? And the human says, I have particular needs. You know what, today I have a need to share with my friends. So what we're gonna do is we're, we're gonna have a, uh, Skype, we're gonna have a WebEx, we're gonna have a whatever particular conference call. And we're gonna share because we're in a pandemic, and this is really important. What we do is we shift. And once what the data shows is that once we have a human and we create habits with that particular human, those habits and tendencies tend, tend to continue. And they'd rather surrender money rather than change. And that is an interesting problem as well. Now, was a segue we could talk about later on is what is the effect of COVID-19 as in habit changing and what we tend to do in contrast to changing back. Now, are we going to surrender some more money so we don't have to change back or are we fighting economies there? But the, the, the really, I think there's a nice segue in there is the change between human and system or human and habit and money. And what we're going to do in the future. Your turn. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there to take words from your mouth. Uh, <laughs> okay. Here's to make my point. Cognac and I both admitted to not reading through terms of service and agreements. Humans, that human part that you're talking about, humans are largely ignorant, sometimes willfully ignorant. So that creates a, sig a significant problem for people, individuals, but it also creates a glowing opportunity for business people who know how to get inside of that. They know how to figure out and play against human ignorance and play it to their benefit. And that happens all the time. Just like how we end up with a podcast where you do all the editing. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's, yes, yes, that's true. But once you pair a human nature with a financial outcome and mutually you know, congruent uh, outcomes, you have a, a way of making money and capitalizing on the situation that is good for really everybody. So, 
But that's not and true at all. You're rolling this. And the 2008 really financial crisis is is evident of that. If the if we that's lived in a truly truly capitalistic society, why weren't the banks allowed to fail? Isn't that a form of why? socialism? The fact because, that the government failed them out. Because we don't live in a truly capitalist society. Right. We live in a semi-capitalist society. Exactly. There are government protections in place. Because true unbridled capitalism would be borderline anarchy or would look a lot like the early days of the Industrial Revolution. Government well, it would, it, would dispossess, it would dispossess people, like, incredibly. Like, it would be... I don't know if it would be terrible, but who knows? Like maybe the free market would actually sort shit out. But I, I think there's a lot of restrictions placed upon the free market to be able to allow things like, you know, businesses to prosper to for actual competition. But when you have when you have major corporations getting inside the government. If by by means of lobbying the government to create favorable situations for them to create uh, how do I how do I phrase this yes yeah, so to okay, create, wait, to wait, create wait, wait, situations wait. that allow them to outcompete everyone else because that yes. happens all the time yes but it's that's a, that's bullshit rock, that's rock, what wait, I don't no, like it's not bullshit it's not bullshit it because be. It's not because the government has also interfered with their ability to rampantly capitalize on everything else. The government gets involved to set conditions to avoid true capitalism that would be exploitative. So they're the kind of give and take in that is that but, some yeah. businesses are able to pull some influence to get what they want. Yes. The, be, and that's just the recompense for the fact that the government mm -hmm. limits their activities. Yes, that. but that's the what that's. In my eyes, that's the role that government should fulfill in order to protect its citizens. But like what you're talking about, I, I, honestly, what you're talking about, is, it seems more exemplary of our Canadian system, which I don't have a problem with. I talk a lot about – I don't know what it is, but we get inundated with American media, and so that's where a lot of this argument is coming from because – like like it or not, they are the superpower of the world, and they are driving where a lot of the markets are going. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you you got to watch, buddy. You okay. Watch. This, this, world, this world is very different than you think it is. Um, they are an economic superpower, yes, for now, and it's changing. Oh, I know um, it's changing. That's for sure. So... Two, if 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 and the I don't US think that's a good thing. It depends if Donald Trump is going to stay, stay president. I mean, there's, there's things that are changing. There's there's consistency issues that we got to look at. Um. Yes. So there. So all pure. We have to agree that all pure forms of government will fail. Yeah. Do we no, all agree I totally that? agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so you're not arguing pure forms of government. You're arguing best decision to support what's happening. The problem we have is when large organizations fail, what is the, what is the balance? And how are the citizens going to suffer based on that? And really, when you look at that, is you start to determine how the government came about, serve payments and serve support. 
or SEBA support to small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and large businesses to keep them afloat within during the pandemic. So you got to watch when you say this is because understanding that the world is a sea of gray and you don't know when that gray is going to hit you or how deep, how deep or black it's going to be, but there's different variations in there. Now, within socialism and capitalism, there's all kinds of things and lobbyists do perform a particular function within the government. So a lobby group that's nonprofit that does things off, you know, looking after uh, rights of small babies that are disenfranchised from their mothers. Uh, okay, like you, you can't hate any of those aspects. The lobby groups perform a function. If lobby it's good for babies, I can't. So we'll let... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you, you need to understand is that like like there's lobby groups that form to to try and convey a message to government. So when when that message is repeated often enough that they actually enact at, uh, laws that are at least sensitive to that message. Okay, so lobby groups do have a place. How well in a doubt, because, because if you say lobby groups are completely bad, we, we have a bit of a problem. Is that when well, we want to change... Do you know why I say that? For a particular view. Do you know because why I say that lobby groups are bad? What's that? It's because you don't hate all forms of capitalism. You I don't hate all hate, forms of capitalism. I don't hate all forms of capitalism. No. Do you know why I dislike lobby groups? Why is that? Have you ever seen the movie Thank You for Smoking? Yes, great movie. That's why. Because he was selling a product. He was so, no, and I, I'm not I'm not trying to push an agenda here. Like I'm actually genuinely curious because now you've got my attention and I want to know more information. Okay, so I have received a lot of media impression, namely from let's call it movies and shit and uh, I don't know how to explain. No, no, no. Like, no. Okay. Like, let's be serious for a second. Okay. Because I am highly influenced by media, right? By whatever it is, social media, by, um, uh, by movies, by all kinds of different shit. Well, no, not Donald Trump. I fuck Trump. Um, what I'm getting at is when you see something like, you know, a movie, say, like, thank you for smoking. And you're you, you see this movie and you're just like, OK, what the fuck is going on? Lobby groups have just free reign over government and they're basically just in bed with politicians. And they're, you know, they're they're basically they're they're, they're the power behind the throne is the that's the message that is being conveyed to the public. So. What I'm asking you is what is the actual role of lobbyists? It's to represent something, a cause or a group of people to try and get the government to act on the behalf of those people, right? Or to support those people or to support that cause or protect people. Is that what you're saying? Is that what the whole purpose of a lobbyist is? 
that's what lobbies were designed to do. It's where unions came from. It was to protect workers' rights. Lobbying, but then lobbying also comes into hand with the new, like, NAFTA thing. Obviously, the aluminum companies are going to lobby the government to take a stronger hand on these stupid aluminum tariffs. So there's going to be, lobbying serves a purpose. Yeah, okay, all right. When I was in Washington, I, when I was in Washington eating dim sum, I met a, um, a lobbyist about vaping. And what she was trying to do is, is to, uh, to get people to do more stricter controls on vaping because of the, the negative health effects. Okay, okay, so, so, so I'm the, convinced. There, there, I'm... There's lo- lobbyists is, is, is all with the message. It has just as many angles as any ad campaign. Right. So I'm I'm convinced to an extent, right? Like, I get it. That's fine. And I'm not one of these people who is about to say, we need to abolish all lobbyists. You know, it's like the same people who say, defund the police. I'm not one of those types. Because, first of all, that solves nothing. And, in fact, it makes the problem worse. So what could be done? Like, what changes could be made? What restrictions could be put to actually protect the citizens who are voting in government power. Because there are lobby groups out there who are fucking corrupt. Look at the NRA, for example. They're just being investigated about their financing. Corruption is everywhere. everywhere. There's tons of things that are corrupt. It goes back to the world is not cruel nor kind. It just is. So what can you do about that? I don't know. Have a society of robots where no one's going to try and gain anything? Robots gain shit. Let's let's be honest. Oh, they definitely do. There's always going to be corruption, and don't let yourself get burnt by it. It just. I know that. I know that. There's always going to be corruption. I know that, and it sucks. But like, I feel in your blue collar. No, no. Let me take a turn. You had your monologue. in your, in your blue-collar world, there, there, there's ethics, and it's how you enforce ethics in in the world. And really, I think this is tied to the downfall of reporting, how we do free media and the free media, um, the journalism and, and, and journalists and the ana- analysis that they do. You know, free media doesn't do the depth of analysis that we want them to. Well, certainly they just gone report downhill. the five Ws and they will. If five W's and walk away, and you've heard me talk about it before, but those five W's really do that digging of why it's freaking important, um, why that decision is why it is, um, and really highlights the deficiencies in that. And when we do free media, we don't fund that type of uh, the in-depth journalism we need to survive. So it's it's my plug is if you don't subscribe to subscribe to one newspaper, you're an idiot and you're deteriorating the world. Um, but lobbying has... has Thank a God I hey, started I to a to a newspaper. <laughs> what was that, Cognac? I resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so and, do and, thousands, and like, hundreds of thousands of other citizens. The Economist leads, lets you read a certain amount of articles for free. Yeah, but if you pay for it, they let you read them all. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I also have like Tinder to keep me busy and Bumble and Hinge. I'm, I'm a very busy man. Because those are all comparable. 
Listen, <laughs> if you, at least if you pay for one, you got better quality and all. Yeah. <laughs> no comment. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Rock's got it. Anyways. Uh, no, I just laugh to be sympathetic. Uh, fuck off. Um. <laughs> The the point being is is like like the, the, how we convey a message, how we do that, really comes down to what groups, what instruments we have to do it. And lobby groups get funded by anybody. It's just like medical research. Medical research get funded by people who have vested interest. And when you when you spark a grant for particular types of research, you say, "I want you to study this," and you can be so specific that if it's yay or nay, you can get buried. And it comes down to your smoking uh, concept. It comes down to um, weight loss, obesity. It comes down to a lot of different particular things. So it comes down to climate change, you know, uh, provers versus deniers. Yeah. And uh, the, the, uh, um, the one of the largest unimpeded ice shelves just fell off uh, Ellesmere Island this uh, today. Um, it was a piece of ice that's larger than Manhattan Island. And um, it, is, it probably shows a decline for Canada and its ice shelves. The biggest decline in ice shelves anyway. Like, I get but, it. But it comes down to, like, nothing is pure. Yeah, Not no, I get ice it. glaciers. I get it. It takes... Take the example of the lead industry back in the, uh, I want to say, 50s, 1950s. Um, there's a whole episode about it on, you guys ever watched that documentary, The Cosmos? I think I've brought it up on the Cosmos, or on the on the podcast before. You ever watched that documentary? It's uh, produced by Seth MacFarlane, and, uh, and it's hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson. No. No? It's a good documentary series. It's excellent. No. It's uh, it take it carries on with the uh, from the Carl Sagan uh, documentary series. I think it was back in like the seventies or whatever. It's no. really good. No, if no, as you've never watched it or no, don't don't continue talking about this. <laughs> no, as in anything Seth MacFarlane does, I am not going to enjoy. Oh, really? Why? Because he's a fool. Is he? Don't be a hater. I find him subjectively unfunny. Really? It watching anything he does, whether it's one of his movies like A Billion D Ways to Die in the West or Family Guy or whatever, I feel like I can sympathize with my grandparents' neighbors who have dementia and Alzheimer's. Okay. There's, it's not cogent, there's no structure, it just is right now i'm not uh i'm not talking about humor or like it's just cons it's consequential that or inconsequential i should say that seth mcfarland executive produced this it it really it really doesn't matter because really what it's coming from and it, it appears to me it's coming from neil degrasse tyson because he was a student of carl sagan 
So that's where kind of the 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 whole love of this topic is coming from. Um, it just Seth MacFarlane has the funding to back it up, and so they were able to add some really cool effects to it and have a you know a Hollywood style uh, soundtrack to it from Alan Silvestri who would end up going on to do the Avengers movies. Like this is the kind of, this is the kind of production quality that he brought to the table. There's no humor. It's purely informative. It's that's all it is. So, I mean, take it for what that's worth. Anyway, what was my point about this? Oh, talking about the lead. Um, so there's a whole episode done about how, uh, you could call it two different lobbyist groups opposing each other. One being the science, the actual scientists trying to determine um, lead quantities in uh, and how they're affecting people negatively. Why, like why when we used to have lead or leaded gasoline and lead in paint and all that kind of shit. And there's a whole um, there's a whole book about this actually. I just bought. It's called uh, Industrial Strength Denial, and it's about or- corporations and organizations that actually hired um, scientists um, to lobby the government to prove that their product was not harmful to citizens. One example was... Yeah, yeah, kind of the opposite of the the sugar industry that hired um, the celebrity scientists to say that it was fat causing obesity when literally everyone knew it wasn't. Exactly, exactly. And the same thing happened with radon back in like the early 1900s the, or something the, like that. The um, autism vaccine thing, same idea. Right. So that's that's where lobby – like, okay, I'll support your point and your argument about there's corruption everywhere. It's just like why can't it – okay, when we prove what is actual truth and actual fact – I get that those industries will eventually just collapse, but why can't we go after those people for fucking perjury? Um, well, I mean, you can if it can be proven that they were blatantly lying for profit. Um, but the fact is that what you have to remember. Okay, so what's a, what's something that's commonly being lobbied right now, uh, and Trump is supporting. Uh, much to the chagrin of most people, is bringing back uh, like reopening coal mines and stuff. You have to remember a lot of these industries, yes, if you look at them as, you know, uh, rocks mining, rocks leaded gasoline incorporated, like, yeah, obviously you're looking out for your profit margins. And yes, okay, sometimes lobbying has been used to the detriment of public health when the science wasn't entirely clear. Um, Or in the case of smoking cigarettes, for example, it pretty much was. Um, But... How many people worldwide are employed by this industry? How many people worldwide uh, or even nationally would have their livelihoods destroyed by this industry being shut down? Um, Better than their children dying from ingesting it. And depends on your depends on your take. Right. We all know climate change is going to be a big problem. We all know that these like the, the basically the two months of essential worldwide shutdown was great for the environment. We also all know that that's not going to last and will never stay because there's a trade off that has to be bought between an uncertain future and an immediate truth. Um, and when you're a miner in West Virginia uh, that can't put food on his table today or is losing his house or 
whatever, you don't really give a fuck about climate change. You care about making the, your ends meet. So these lobbyists, you can see it cynically as lobbying just for profit. And in a way, they certainly are. But they're also lobbying on behalf of their tens to hundreds of thousands of employees who need this business to be able to continue to carry on their way of life. Because if you close something like, okay, let's say autonomous cars become a thing and autonomous trucking becomes a thing in the next decade, which it may, you know, how many how many truckers work uh, across North America? They'll all be out of a job overnight because autonomous vehicles are more efficient they're 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 cheaper they're safer for everyone else on the road and these people with no marketable skills are now out of a job and as whiskey would have them believe literacy is important and that's not his problem that's not our fucking problem (laughs) it's 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 absolutely not our fucking problem Randy that wants to watch football every night and drink a two for a beer instead of fucking learning a marketable skill or doing it, getting a degree in something like, I don't know, uh, robotics or autonomous programming or something. Um, he's an idiot because he doesn't learn the, the code. Does, yeah, he <laughs> doesn't see the way the job market's going. That doesn't change the fact that these groups that are going to lobby against autonomous vehicles, which is already happening. It's one of Tesla's big challenges. Uh, and it's 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 groups like taxi drivers. It's groups like uh, like truck drivers that are lobbying for their own profit, but also on behalf of their workers. But that's also so another it's, common it's, argument it's, for like things like universal basic income. That's a common argument. That yeah, well, universal like basic, automation so, and shit. Yeah, but that doesn't work. Like Denmark is going broke because of the way they 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 guarantee universal basic income, and if you lose your job, you get ninety percent of your salary for. Oh, I I have no idea. Like that's going way broke. outside my this, world of expertise. What I'm saying is, you look at lobbying from a very two dimensional. First year university student, corporations are bad and are ruining the earth perspective of it's all about profit but you forget you know that what? it's that's multi- fair. it's a multi-dimensional problem yeah no that's fair that's fair no it like that totally is but that's what i've been fed right that's the of information course, because, been, because you don't see ideologue. success stories all, of people all, you don't all because you talk to google well no you should do, do rocks you just don't look for them you see success stories from lobbying in the fact that children don't work in mines anymore that employ that sweatshops don't exist in the western world that employees can't be forced to work whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. sweatshops do exist in the western world I mean, okay, yeah, but not. In yeah, the it's called my wife's basement when she's running her business. Yeah, with, but that's uh, her. That's kids. her choice. That's her <laughs> choice. Um, you don't. You don't. You don't see. You, you know, it, it exists in the fact that maternity leave is guaranteed by the government. Um, uh, it exists in the fact that in, uh, employment insurance is a thing. Lobbying not every government. Works. In Canada, yes, lobbying works. It just. You only see it from the evil side where a corporation is like, I'm going to lobby the government so I can keep dumping nuclear waste into the town water supply. Okay, my turn, my turn, my turn, <laughs> since that was a wonderful accent and holy office. So, 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 so Rocks only sees the news, the cheap news stories rather than the in-depth news stories. So, which I'll remind the- you, which I'll remind you, that's the majority of the population who sees that kind of shit. I'll remind yes. you. You guys are part of the elite. <laughs> I don't even have central air conditioning. 
I'm going to remind you, you are part of the 1% of the 1%. No, I'm not. Sure you are. You live in North America. That's part of the 1% of the world. And you live you and you you have a very good job and you have entirely marketable skills that could employ you in any category almost anywhere, including I, fucking chicken farming. I okay? just want to I just You're want the one percent of the one percent. I just want to take a second and appreciate Rocks for finally um, vocalizing what I've been vocalizing for many years. Yes, I am part of the elite and uh, you know. And I'm part of the elite, too. I'm not I'm what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is when we're when I'm talking about the 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 drip feed of news that I'm getting that is largely negative. That is the majority of people who are receiving the same shit. Yes, which is. And that's why our click on. It's one of the reasons why we started this podcast in the first place was to say, listen, the whole point here, like we said, our aim is to educate and inspire, right? So that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like trying, like even through my own ineptness, I'm trying to forge a path. <sighs> Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Go, go, just go. <laughs> uh, I think that was just like the glacier off Elsmere's Island. Um, anyways, it cracked and broke. You do have central air, by the way. (laughs) So when we talk about elite, the wealthy, yes, I I got it. Um, you, you need to understand is uh, the, the bottom line is to read, um, read something that is unbiased and everything that you're fed, um, is, a lot of what we see is information warfare, and if you you need to understand that, is when you look at how negative forces influence what we're doing for the detriment of our own self. And I think that's the part of what you're trying to get at. Is that there's 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 a point where sharing information and um, gathering information is is benevolent, but there's a point where it becomes um, malicious. And we see that with like the destabilization of governments and uh, like you know Russian hackers, uh, Russian trolls supporting Black Lives Matter, and there's the other side of this where it goes into we're going to be dysfunctional for the sake of dysfunctional, and we we can see that where distrust breeds distrust, and. Where we go with this really matters. Um, did you want to talk about? Have you have any questions on that, there, rocks? No, like you guys are like you're bringing up a great point. I this is this is where I think this is where the conversation really needs to be had. Like I'm talking about, like just the meta conversation about how information is conveyed, how it's delivered, and how people are receiving it i think that's this is the most important conversation like how many people out there with agendas and a microphone and uh, they they they're manipulating people into the same kind of the same quiet same kind of quagmires that i find myself in where 
I'm questioning shit where I'm I'm constantly worried about people getting fucked over. But, but people aren't exactly getting fucked over all the time. It's not happening all the time. In fact, things are better now than they ever have been around the world, especially if you take into context the history of the world. Mm, well, think about it. What is careful. what is the default what is the default human condition that we know of like since in civilized society what's the default human condition or what has been the default human condition suffering one, one suffering thing. under suffering one, underneath one. some sort of uh, uh, oppressive dictator but what is suffering it could be anything yeah well that's the thing was we compare that word suffering to poverty line that's a form of suffering for sure. Is it? Because the poverty line moves. Yeah, it does. But around the world, from what I understand, more people have access to fresh water. No, they don't. Than they ever did before. Yes, they did. No, they don't. Okay. Where are you getting your facts? Well, if you look at Africa drying up as a lack of oh, fresh water as a whole continent is drying up. If you look at Australia drying up, is I would say that's a reduction in availability of fresh water when you cl include people and animals. Um, when you look at the peaks burning in, in northern Siberia and that part, if you look at the salination rate of uh, aquifers, yes, but we live in Canada, so I, let's let's not go of what talk about other people's problems. Uh, if you look at uh, northern United States around the Great Lakes that are asking for access to the Great Lakes so they can drain water for drinking, I would say that no, it's not true. So, but I don't want to talk about that part. I want to talk about the information part. And when we talk about, uh, I was part of several seminars recently, um, David Kilkillen, um, the dragon and the snakes. You have to understand that information itself is a weapon of mass destruction or mass disruption and how it works when we talk about superpowers of the u.s and the and the allies who technically quote-unquote won the cold war versus the ones who lost the cold war and how the losers decided to adapt in the f in, in the in in the world of um the they had to adapt in a world of uh, what we call it, munition superpower, I guess, fire supreme firepower in correlation to other techniques that they had at their disposal. So if I say supply chain is weaponization, can be weaponized in order to disrupt uh, the West, then you, talk, you enter the conversation of Huawei. When you talk about um, smart, uh, little the little bricks in the airports where you can actually uh, spoof or access in a phone's uh, a phone's operating system and download its contents through a charging function. Like there's there's a lot of interesting things here. Um, information can be weaponized in other ways besides just lobbying groups. But how we shift that that influence starts to matter a little bit. Um, it, 
I go into a lot more detail, but it, it gets uh, really very precise if you, if, if you really want to go down that rabbit hole. Would you say that the Cold War actually ever ended? I would say it went through a restructuring. And with the restructuring, it... it... It went from, we're going to do mutually assured destruction through nuclear means. Mm-hmm. And when that failed, we went through mutually assured destruction to other means. So I'll just ask the question, what is North America without China? What is North America without China? Yep. Uh, a consumerist nation without a supplier. Yep. So think about how many things that China has influence over. And we talk about the Belt Initiative um, and the major exports, major trade alliances uh, that they have. Uh, they own a considerable uh, many countries in Africa owe them uh, quite a bit of money. Um, so they have financial control. They have technical control of many of the, the, those regions. So when we talk about those things, like it, 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 it does start to, to paint a very interesting picture of between information, the information side of it, the financial side of it. When they start, when these maps start to overlap, you get a very dangerous picture of what's happening in the world. And the financial part affects lobbyists, so that goes back to your original conversation. For the longest time, it seemed like China, like all we had to do um, to, I don't know, if the, if there was ever a perceived threat of um, Chinese aggression from the Chinese government, all we had to do was stop exports coming in to the West. Um, that no longer seems like the case. It seems like, especially I, the Chinese I'll, I'll, have found a workaround. I, I, I need I need to jump in there and uh, thank you. So when you go into dragons and snakes, or the the dragons and the snakes, what is that? What's the dragons a, and snakes? It's how the rest learned to fight the West by David Kilkillen. Okay. Um, what you start realizing is the rest. Decided that fighting mono mono is not the way to go, and if you've ever been in a back alley in a third world nation, size doesn't matter. Numbers start to matter, and that's the game that they're playing. They're playing a very different game, and the West, what we perceive as a threat to our way of life, doesn't register until it's too late. And I would probably argue that it's too late right now. I think you might be right. When China declares itself as an Arctic power, we have to start scratching our head going, an why? Arctic power? Yes. Okay, China so what do you mean by that? They're going to declare themselves an Arctic power. They already have. They have declared themselves an Arctic power. Yes. I didn't know that. Now yeah, they, got some, they got some mountains near Nepal. It's quite cold. No, no, stop. No, this is not the facetious time. I know. Time. <laughs> this is the facetious time because I'm bored. Yes. Pour yourself another drink. Uh, the, the world is very, the very, the world right now, I would say, is precarious as when we came out of the Great Depression. 
Now, just just think of all the parallels that are going on right now. Protection measures are still going up and down, up and down, up and down. Ignorance and and ignorant populism. Rise, the worst kind. rise of populism and ideologies, uh, competing it, ideologies, is rampant. Is right now you have uh, a pandemic where economic slumps. You have a lot of misinformation going out there, and I can show you all the memes where people are saying that they get all their news from social media is is a very scary time for me as a, as a human being. Um, I just want to build bigger walls, but when I know that doesn't work. Um, but what do we... Well, it comes down to what do we do. Um, I, I think it comes down to is just take the time to learn uh, and understand. And really, when we start seeing how, we, how Canadians, most Canadians, uh, supported a lot of government action with with the t- pandemic, I, th- I think that needs that part needs to continue. Um, but the world is a very precarious place, and we, we don't necessarily understand all the time how much we are teetering on quite a bit of disaster. Oh, I totally agree with you. Which is why I still get very upset when Cognac accuses me of being a Marxist. Well, it's only because you're a Marxist. <laughs> what? Say that again? I said I only accuse you of that because you're a Marxist. No, I'm you, not. You just don't want to admit it about yourself. You know how fucking murderous that ideology, that doctrine is? Like, it's okay, gonna, no, fucking no, 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 murderous. Stop, 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 I stop. take great okay, offense okay, okay, to okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, sorry, rocks. Um, you're, you're, you're getting bent out of shape because of your... Um, your um, following of Jordan Peterson and everything. And yes, uh, yes, it was a very murderous uh, and and terrible time to be alive for most people. Uh, but uh, I'm talking in purely economic terms, not in a full ideological system of government wherein you take corruption to its logical conclusion and kill all your enemies. I'm just saying that you don't like the practices of capitalism that lead to the free market. You don't enjoy the free market because people that are dumb uh, get taken for a ride because they can't be bothered to educate themselves. Um, you know, not that I don't like practices of capitalism. Nobody could make any money off of doing anything uh, because they'd no. have to be completely above board about everything and everything has to be the same for everybody. I don't have the problem with the practices of capitalism. People want to make money, and if people have to compete other people and and outcompete them to make money, fuck man, that's 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 the law of the jungle. That's how shit works. Like that's how we've gotten this far. What I don't whoa, like are whoa. I just don't like people. <laughs> like that's what it comes down to. I just don't like dishonest people. Uh, the thing is, what if I had a business and the government? The government seems to be ch- ch- starting to change laws that might negatively affect me. Is it okay if I appoint someone to go talk to the government? If you hire or appoint somebody to go talk to the government to lobby the government and tell them, "Hey, this is impacting me negatively." What about okay, okay, yeah, Ross. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's my point. So, 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 what if what if I sold a bunch of stuff on Shopify mm. um, that supported small animals? And I want to make sure the government understand that they're going to harm the small animals 
if they affected they affected certain laws that might impact my business. Is that okay? See, that's a citizen's right to be able to do so. Good thing. So you support lobby groups. Good job. Yes. Well, I, su- I support. Okay, but we've had this discussion, and I've already agreed to that, and I've already agreed with your points about yes, there is actually good lobbying, right? Because before that. I was all gung-ho, but it's like, no, I don't like lobby groups at all because all they do is harm. Well, you guys have clearly educated me that that is not always the case. There is actually good people out there who are looking to lobby the government in order to create favorable favorable situations that are actually of benefit. No, I get that. I and get then they that. make money by doing so. Look at, sure. look at the lobbying going on right now because of the recent uh, gun control laws that were passed that overnight turned a bunch of people into essentially criminals, right? There yeah. are lobbying on behalf of those people for the government to pull its head out of its ass and change the rules or not, but they're for-profit groups. They're making money doing this. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. Nobody does anything for free. No, I get it. I get it. I'm not opposed to that. What I'm opposed to is people who lie. That's what I. That's all I care about. I just don't yeah, like when people go, fucking lie. lie. They they don't lie. They just they they're they're at worst willfully deceptive. They wouldn't. How lie. is that any different? How is that any different? Uh, Because you'll get sued for lying, and and any company that you call lying will sue you. Oh, so it's a a legal definition. Oh, I'm sorry for being... It's 100% a legal definition. I'm sorry. Deceptive, really. They just don't don't sit you down for an hour and a half to explain everything to you. How many times have you gone to the bank? They give you that 15-page piece of paper to sign. Do you read it? I do. And the teller looks super uncomfortable because I'm sat there for half an hour reading something and asking him questions about it. Most yeah, people because don't you're fucking with your bother. personal money. No, I get it. Most people I don't get. fucking bother. They just sign where they're told. Like, there's a reason they mark where, where, where you should initial. The information's all available to you should you choose to seek it out. Most yeah. people don't bother. And then they end up getting, quote, screwed by the system because they're too Dumb to fucking take the time that they're not doing anything with anyway. Are they too dumb, or is it not being explained to them properly? It's is not, it not my being, job. Okay, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Let me let me rephrase that. Are they too dumb? Properly? No, no, no. Is it? If I give you an agreement and I write things down. Is it my job to explain to you all the words that are in the agreement? Well, if I'm, I'm hiring you literally. to do the job, yes, it is your job to do that for no. me. Shit. No, no. Get no. fucked it is. I'm going to no. assume you're literate. It's your job to understand. By the law and by any literal common sense, it's your job to understand what you're signing. It's why the old ignorance of the law is no excuse exists. No, nobody can know the entire criminal code of Canada. Okay. But it's your job as a citizen. These documents are available to you. Before you enter into any legal agreement, it is your job and your due diligence to make sure that you understand what you're entering into. Because I promise you, you, the individual, is not going to end up screwing a corporation over by not understanding what you're signing. I'm glad you brought up legalese because that is also a a discussion that we've had on this podcast many times before. That is another issue. Because here's the thing. That... I'm a literate person. I can read just like you and whiskey and 
any of the people that are listening to this podcast, the language that is conveyed in legalese speak is not fucking English. It looks like English. It sounds like English. It's not fucking English. Okay? It is... It is... It's a language. It is a language not. that favors the lawyer class. No, it does not. No, it does not. Yes, I'm it gonna explain does. why things are written. Why do we have jokes I, like I, I will why? explain to you why things are written in legalese? Because the English language as a language is relatively vague. There's a reason that a number of, and and open to interpretation. It's a contextual language. There's sure. a reason that a number of international diplomatic agreements and treaties are still written in French first. And signed in French, and most governments maintain someone that can speak French because French is a much more specific language. Sure. Legalese is an attempt to take context out of the English language and use exact words. It's why the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. It's written exactly. It doesn't – English is in a weird space because sometimes legalese doesn't translate to the actual intent of the law, which is why lawyers will – look to get people off on the letter of the law by the spirit of the law. That's why defense lawyers exist. Despite knowing someone's probably guilty, they'll look for any way that they can get them off or a reduced sentence, right? The legal language that's used is because our common language is not specific enough to cover people under all bases. Legally, right. as you call it, or, you know, proper English it's is proper there. English. Proper English with Latin terminology is there because of precedent and to uh, remove uh, vagaries. If you as an individual who can read haven't taken the time to do the, you know, one hour crash course on what a number of these legal terms mean on YouTube before you go sign an agreement, that's on you. It's not a one hour crash course. It's a skill that requires years of practice to master. Okay, okay, okay. Five seconds, five seconds. No, no. Or, or, wait, 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 wait. Alternatively, alternatively rocks. Or hire a lawyer. Hire a lawyer. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, hire a lawyer. Pay a lawyer to read this agreement for you before you sign it. How do you know you can trust another human being? Oh, my God. Even if you pay them. How do you know you can trust the bank who your money goes into? You have to trust somewhere at some We couldn't point. in 2008. No, you're now you're being facetious. Um, like, seriously? No. You, These now, are real now, fucking questions. Yeah, but people no. People lost their fucking homes. Yes, of course. People, people died. Lost, people lost their homes because of the pandemic. People died because of the pandemic. People no, fucked. No, no, I'm talking happened. about... I'm talking about 12 Are years ago. Are you telling me right now that you can't trust a lawyer? If you can't understand what's being written in an agreement, if uh, when I sign my mortgage, okay, when I sign well, my I know I can't trust a lawyer. When I sign my mortgage <laughs> for both of my homes, I had them go through my independent lawyer to make sure, and he's flagged a couple things to ask some questions about. And then he ended up calling their lawyer, and they did a little bit of legalese lawyering, and then he came back with the answers to some of my questions. Because I can't – you're right. Not everyone can understand everything. But if I'm ever in doubt, I put it through my lawyer and I pay the $150, $200, $250 sure it gets a second look at it because how can you trust a doctor? How can you trust anything? Your, your, your how can you trust a lawyer statement is ridiculous. These are people that, that, that dedicate their lives to this. They also have yeah. a professional code of ethics and standards that they must maintain and can be sued or arrested for breaking them. And Don't, they also treat – 
they also charge you your entire paycheck for their service. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Yes. Maybe. Maybe they charge you a fair amount of money. Okay. Maybe they do. They will. They've also they got will ten, charge you. A, they've also got more than a fair amount. It's got ten years of education that they had to pay for. They've got how, God knows how many years of practicing the trade, and they may, they may charge charge you your entire paycheck. They may not. But if you sign something you don't understand, you could end up mortgaged at an interest rate that you fucking can't handle, and then you lose everything. Yeah, you're paying yeah. peace of mind and the expertise. And you know what? Expertise does not come cheap. I agree. I agree. You can and find you can whiskey. You're making a good point. A fifty dollar lawyer somewhere and working out of a fucking strip mall over at Denny's, but you're probably going to get bad advice. Better call Saul. But the problems that we're faced with right now, a lot of problems that we're faced with right now, a lot of the inequality that we're faced with, a lot of the bullshit. I mean. Who who else do you lay the lay the blame at? No, let, let, let's just stop. Inequality is natural. No ambiguity is the enemy of fucking smart. Like let's just, let, like I I'm honestly like I'm tired of people saying what about this ambiguous concept? What do you feel about it? It's like a Facebook meme slapped me in the face, going, "Hey, let you know what." Let's let's stop immigration because immigrants. Uh, there's like five immigrants in this one jail. No, like you gotta look at it. immigration is good because we have a declining birth rate and people coming into the country are help propping up the economy that we all live in. Because I want to retire here someday. Yeah, I agree with you. Like so, I, I wouldn't no, refute but that. With the specific, you can get angry if you don't have the specificity. There is required to make an informed decision on what's going on. There's so many things out here that rely on 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 a false economy to get your attention. So when you go through, and if you filter the news by this, uh, the headlines, hey, it's a false economy. I ignore it right away. Once you eliminate all of those, you get a couple of issues that might. So for our that, listeners, just explain what you mean by false dichotomy. So one is the one I just presented to you. We need to eliminate immigrations because immigrations have COVID-19. Well, is that you, actually an argument that's been presented? I haven't heard that one. Go look through the news because our news is filtered by our choices. So if you're showing anti-immigrant tendencies, the news that's being presented to you is going to be anti-immigration. Hmm. Well, okay. yeah, okay. There was a... I don't know if it's still ongoing, but there was definitely a strong anti-Chinese sentiment that was going on for a while there, which well, was right disgusting. Now, it was disgusting. Well, right now it's anti-Mexican because oh, a lot is of Mexican it? workers come up to Canada to pick vegetables. Uh, for well, our- I heard that there's an actual problem because some business. It, okay, I'm remembering this very haphazardly, so you know. Don't don't uh, kill the messenger here. But like, I guess some businesses are uh, being they're kind of in trouble because they're not letting migrant workers leave or something like that. I, I don't know what it was. There's lots of lots of issues there, but you're diluting my point. Yes. The point is, is that <laughs> once you start looking at what is the quality of information that I'm looking at versus what do I need to get out of it? It becomes very messy. 
you we live in a, an environment where information gets constrained to you in the sense is is that you may not understand all the stuff that's happening but we look at the business process if, if we say it's advantageous for us to condense in small print what's going on it might they might just gloss over it a little bit easier if we use uh, as a taker language we can um, we can gloss over it. But the, the government of Canada recognized this. And what they said, there's a 30-day 30, 30 cooling off period for whatever contract you sign. So you can opt out of. That's mandatory. So, like, it's give and take. I, I think if we talk in absolutes, we're, we're going to get very, very risky. You need to understand what the topic is. Okay? Be very specific. What are your different rights as the individual? And then you pair that with a lot of the different paradigms that are associated with that particular topic, and then we can have an educated discussion. But if we talk in general terms, whatever you say, we'll all be right, we'll all be wrong, we'll just fight and we'll get drink and get smashed and fight after. Um, and I'm happy with that, as everybody knows. But it's probably not the most intellectual way to approach <laughs> a problem. It's a good point. It's a good point. No, I agree with you, man. Totally agree. There's also no. There's also no. But it's not entertaining for a podcast material. <laughs> You're Can't not. We all just get along. No. <laughs> well, I, I can't help it. Kanye keeps stealing all my points, so I'm just going to sit here and be the referee. <laughs> How am I stealing something of yours? Are you on the well, chat? Have you been watching the chat while he's yeah exactly you've been watching the chat while he while you've been diatribing as well. I don't even know how to do a chat. <laughs> I don't I don't fucking I'm not a blacksmiter or chicken farmer. I don't know how to <laughs> program fucking nonsense. Let's well, so on your Tesla just pick push the chat button. <laughs> I just hire people that know how to do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like Tinder all over again. Anyways, <laughs> and Hinge and Bumble. You know, it's a lot of work to me. You you laugh and you all talk about how much work it is to be married, but it's a lot of work to manage three separate dating apps with three different like, oh. algorithms, three different algorithms for approval, and to take people to constantly impress on a first date in the hope in the hope of a blowy. I mean, you guys gave up blowy. Oh, constantly have to impress. Oh man. Listen, listen, in my prime, it was just all about not ending up with an STD. So let's just leave it there. Yeah, but that's because that's because your prime was in 1380s France and the only STD was fucking fleas. Wow. Keep trying. Keep trying. Wait, wow. wait, hang on. No, no, but you were definitely you were definitely you're old enough for crabs. Oh, my God. Anyways, wow. moving on. Yeah, let's let's grow up from this yeah. show. <laughs> I, I think cognac is affected by syphilis. <laughs> well, then I would join rarefied ranks of Nietzsche, who died of syphilis in a brothel. You might have heard of him. He's pretty important. Yeah, he's all, he's an okay character. <laughs> also, probably has a lot to do with his last book, which is crazy. Yeah. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, clearly the argument is not settled, but 
I th- I don't know where to take it from here. <laughs> I actually well, did have a list of shit to talk about, but well, it's been, it's, it's been like ninety minutes plus whatever Cisco gave you before you went on your first Marxist rant about false advertising. Uh, I okay. Well, um, the Russians Russians calm again, down. Did, did not get paid by the minute. You know, thou thou doth accuse a little too much there, cognac. Settle down. I bite my thumb at thee, sir. <laughs> Do not bite your thumb at me. <laughs> um. So yeah. let, let's let, let's all bite our thumbs. Uh, I think it's a good time to sum up. Um, I think that's a wise idea. <laughs> what 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 I recommend is that we just draw attention to that. Really, the the, the overarching theme is understand that um, it comes down to again, information is important. It's is is how we feel about emotions important, but understand to separate the emotions for how it actually will affect you is important. There's different groups out there that are trying to take advantage of it. Some are lobby groups, some are nefarious organizations that are maybe state actors or non-state actors trying to destabilize a particular side of the world. We are a people. Um, how we react to information is how we're going to treat other people. Uh, and we need to make informed decisions how we go about it. I like to get drunk. Okay? Only on Fridays and only on this podcast. We know. But, <laughs> but the point being... But the, the point being is is that we do this within a safe environment and we take the time to understand that this is my safe space and you're all a part of it. But when you look at information, under, take information in the context and really take the time to digest it with your, your, your good friends to see if your point of view is radical or radical, rational or irrational. And take that one and bring that forward because what happens with social media is you're taking a very sometimes a very biased opinion and you're taking it as your own it is probably not the best place. That brings us back into journalism, where journalism, I think, is if you're not paying journalists to earn a uh, earn their supper, they're not going to give you the best quality content. They're going to give you the most clicks, and the most clicks is probably not the best way to get your your headlines. Because it doesn't give you the in-depth piece that allows you to understand the problems that are being presented to your government. So, uh, in closing, is really is nothing is free. Invest in your in, in journalism and take the time to understand the problem before you you speak out. Uh, Sorry, whiskey. I would also like to add that nobody nobody expects anyone. Like you can put a lot of pressure on yourself to understand all information available to yourself uh, as an individual, but nobody expects that to happen. Uh, we we made the the comment earlier about legalese and everything. There's a reason that if you're dragged to court, if you can't afford one, you're appointed a lawyer. Um, if you don't understand information, don't be afraid to seek an expert's opinion on what that information is. Yeah, you get what you pay for, and YouTube doesn't always give you good advice. So without further ado, I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rocks. See you next week. We're living in a country that's the finest place on earth. But some folks don't appreciate this land that gave them birth. I hear that up in Washington they're having an awful fuss. Cause communists and spies are making monkeys out of us. 
the bureaus and departments. You know, part of the fun of editing this podcast is choosing the music and naming the title of each episode. Every once in a while, you can find a gold nugget that really underlines the topic of discussion. The song you're listening to is called I'm No Communist by Carson Robinson, and the link is in the description. As for the title, I had a hard time figuring out the best way to name this one, so I settled on Not a Very Good Debate, only because it's a debate worth having. We were not very good at having it. But like Whiskey alluded to, that's not the point. The point is to get with your friends and be able to have a discussion like this without wanting to block or unfriend each other, or perhaps worse. So we'll keep doing this, mostly because it's fun, and it's just good learning experience. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of Whiskey and Rocks, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can help us out even more if you spread the word and share us on Facebook, and even follow us on Twitter. We are at Whiskey and Rocks 1. The link is in the description. Thanks again for listening. Stay tuned for more 320 Club. Our public servants should be proud and honest, you would think. Instead of taking bribes and dressing up their wives in mink, the taxes keep on going up, of that there is no doubt.